Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? The week 14 recap, an awful slate, and a lot of bad games. Almost completely saved, though, by our last three, the late 425s, and then the Sunday night down in Lambeau Field. Justin, are you ready? Nope. There's no way you could be. Burke, let's go. Listen, how about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How Bow That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. Go check them out at facevalueclothing.com. I'll have the link in the description below. Check them out. Get some gifts for your family, for your friends, and most importantly, for yourself. Why? Because you deserve it. You deserve it. Treat yourself. So let's get into it right away. Number one team in the country, Zach, goes down Thursday (laughs) night at the rack. Rutgers basketball. Um it feels good to be on top. Yeah, did we lose to a different ranked team on Sunday night? We did, but that's not what matters. It's a one-game season, and in my opinion, Rutgers is currently the national champions in basketball. Um, it feels good to do that for the first time in program history. Yeah, really happy for you, and you need. it was at a time where it was pretty awful living here because you were about as genuinely depressed as someone could be with how bad everything was going with your sports teams. That was one that probably bought us time, I think, for another month. Yeah, I think before you kind of hopefully hopefully don't, but potentially re-enter that phase. Yep. So that was big. Yeah, it was needed for both of us because no. it was pretty pretty dark in here. Yeah, it was. But um, you know, we'll see what the rest. It's still in college basketball season, but it's good to always just have that one win to look back on. So those let's the, get into those are the best moments. Let's get into what actually happened um, over the weekend. Lewis Hamilton got robbed of the F1 championship. <laughs> um, that's the thing. That's actually yeah. Again, that's you're not on, a joke. But there. in all seriousness, I actually want to say something just because sure. I know there's some. Formula One people out there, uh, even if you're a Max Verstappen fan, what happened at that race is actually like atrocious. And Lewis Hamilton legitimately got robbed. And the thing about it, Zach, like I know you have no idea, you could care. I'm all ears. Absolutely nothing about all ears. Lewis Hamilton has won seven championships in three in a row. Brady. Or four in a row. Four in a row. Um, and so everyone just kind of like hates him because yep. it's like, you know, he wins all the time, Tom right? Brady. And so then Max Verstappen comes in and he's like the young guy and there's a lot of Max Verstappen fans. Yeah, there's a lot of Max Verstappen fans because people want somebody to take down Lewis Hamilton. Okay, try to compare it for the people. And so, um, I don't know why there's a weird static noise in my ears. But uh, anyway, so it goes down to the Super Bowl, let's say. All right, the last game of the season, the last race of the season. All right, two guys are there. Two guys are there. They're tied tied in points. Like this game, this, this race is what determines it all. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton teams. completely dominates the race. Okay, completely dominates Brady does the Brady race. Things. And there is literally no like there's like four laps left, right? And it's there's legitimately no way unless a miracle happens. Like the Red Bull uh, manager guy, the, like they basically the GM or the coach, coach. Let's just say Andy Reid, for example, okay. went on to the radio and was and was like, it would take a miracle for us to win this. Understood. 
And all of a sudden, there's a crash, and then it brings. I'm not gonna get all the formula and stuff, but it brings the field together. So, Zach, here's what happens. All right, and then it goes down to one lap, and Lewis Hamilton has old tires, and Max Verstappen got to pit because of the crash, and he gets new tires. Lights went gonna, out at the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna explain what the different, like, why, how that happened, but one guy had new tires, one guy had old tires, and the guy with new tires is gonna win the one lap. It went to one lap. Everyone's the guy was the same spot. It's it's. Lewis Hamilton's in first. All of a sudden, his 10-second uh, gap goes down to, you're right behind me because they had to restart. That's and funny. then what? The Max Verstappen has new tires, uh, more grip, all that stuff. Lewis Hamilton does it. Max Verstappen beats him in the one lap, and he wins the Formula 1 championship. So, Zach, this is how it's comparable to, okay? Um, the score is, let's say, 35-3, to three, all right? Time ran out of the Super Bowl. And then the uh the refs were like, "Hey, by the way, we're going to install a like let's say Kansas City has the ball on like the 20 of the Patriot or the the Buccaneers." Yeah. They're down 35 to 3 and time runs out and the refs like kind of blow the whistles and they're like, "Hey, no, 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 no. We're going to put 1 second on the clock. We're going to move you guys all the way to the 1." And we're going to allow you guys to kick a field goal and also next, next point wins. So if you make the field goal, you, you win. But if you miss it, you know, Pretty you, much you don't win. It. But if you, if you hit this 15-yarder right down the center, you're, you, win, you win the Super Bowl. And then they, made, they, won, they won the Super Bowl. So it was disgusting. That's my Formula 1 talk. Um, I'm not a Lewis Hamilton guy. I'm not a Vax Verstappen guy. Just, I'm, a, I'm a race guy. I'm a race fan. Yeah. And it was disgusting what I saw. Second largest F1 podcast in the world, only behind Rosillo. No, Rosillo changes bio. He's the second oh. largest. So we're third now? So we're third. Who's number one? I don't know. I was actually trying to think about that. Top three is still good. Yeah, I'll okay. take it. Yeah. So that's F1 with Justin Buckman. Well, so, yeah, that was on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it was, that was, it was a Sunday. Ex- almost as exciting as I literally No, like I literally got, I literally walked away from the TV because I thought it was over. And I like came back got and like, and I saw that like they were starting another lap. I was like, wait a minute, what? That's confusing. Yeah. Wow. Well, getting to the actual slate, um, some games that were pretty interesting. One couple games that were probably as interesting as that race. Um, the Thursday night, real quick. I mean, Justin and I pretty much called this one, I think. We, and anyone could have. It didn't make any sense. Both of these teams played exactly how they play, mm-hmm. which is no consistency. At times, they look really good. At times, they look like the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, everyone's going to be on the Chase Claypool is awful, selfish train. I am on that as well. Yep, me too. And yeah, I really don't have anything to say about that game, which is going to be a theme you're going to hear a lot this week. Yeah, uh, it's just kind of, I think another theme that I'm seeing that like I feel like stuck out to me more this year than, and specifically in this game, and a theme that you're going to see a lot, I feel like, in, in today's you know review of games is, yeah. you know how they say like the largest, or the worst lead in hockey is 2-0? Yeah. I, I for some reason like so many big leads in the NFL specifically in the first half have like crumbled this year yeah. and it happened a lot today so it's kind of one of those games where it's like times. they were down uh you know whatever it was 28 to 0 or and whatever it was going into 29 to 0 in the third and and it was ha- like the third quarter was all but over and all of a sudden you're kind of like well there's still a chance and then yeah. a lot of things went their way and next thing we know they were literally a Harrison Smith's you know fist away from tying the game right. potentially tying the game and going into overtime so it was a yeah. great game though it was exciting it is interesting though the bucks did it that team did it the colts did it three times and it's this whole like i mean the 49ers did it yeah it's hard because you get in this weird mode as a coach you really get in your own browns head when you get a lead it. what sorry i was just naming browns that. did it yeah because yeah. you're in this mode where it's like playing not to lose so then the colts have done both 
they did it against the Ravens, right? Yeah. We just started running the ball, trying for the clock to run out, basically, and it didn't work. They came back because you get you just you're on your heels. Then against the Bucks, we're like, okay, let's stay aggressive, let's keep throwing, and we got stripped and threw a pick. So fans are gonna be pissed if you're not throwing the ball because mm-hmm. you got to stay aggressive and play to win. But the second you throw the Kirk Cousins pick that he did, it's like, well, why aren't we running the ball? You know, so no yeah. one's gonna be. It, it, there's just no. There's truly no right way to do it. It's you gotta. And then defensively, it's like. The thing about you, the defense if you get beat is deep, that's embarrassing. But then if you play back, they're just going to drive all the way down. Yeah. So you completely change your philosophy. Both yeah. sides change their philosophy. It's a weird on both deal. sides of the ball, and you just kind of have to hope that it goes in your favor. Yeah, because you it just it's not as simple as just like just keep doing what you're doing. Because mentally yeah. things just change. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think it'll matter in the playoffs because I think teams will get big leads and then it'll adjust because we've seen it all year. Mm-hmm. But uh, no real other than that. Yeah, nothing. All right, let's get into the slow. Your Steelers. Oh, uh, yeah, Steelers Futures Betters. A lot of you out there, um, I appreciate you. I'm a little nervous. We had a good week, which is confusing. We are plus 1,400. We lost a football game, and we're now plus 1,200. Um, if you watched Baltimore or Cleveland or Cincy, you should be feeling good. I think we have a real chance here. I really do. I think the Ravens might run the table in the bad way. So, Steelers fans, uh, the loss was not bad. we got to win this week. So, are you good there? Yeah, sorry, I was just my mic. I don't um, know if there's like a static thing that other people hear. Hopefully not. Otherwise, you know, they have to deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it was a good good week for our Steelers futures betters. So uh, on to the Sunday slate. Top of my list is Ravens-Browns. Yep. This is one of the, the – I was wrong. I kept saying this yesterday. There's one favorite that didn't cover other than this. It was Carolina, but I didn't even consider that because there was no reason that this Carolina team should ever be favored. So I didn't even think about that. The only other team that did not cover this week is the Cleveland Browns, and there is, there's zero excuse for it. I mean, I left feeling almost worse about Cleveland, I think, than I did Baltimore. Cleveland was came out strong, two really good drives. Um, three Baker, really good drives. Three, three really good drives. Baker looked competent. Lamar goes down. Miles and Jadavion are all over Huntley. Got a fumble recovery for a touchdown. And then, yeah, the second half, Baker looks absolutely lost. Tyler Huntley throws for 270 yards. The Ravens get a 4th and 6. They get a 4th and 13. They get an onside kick. Uh, and they were basically one first down away from Tucker bombing one for the win. Yeah. I, I mean, it's good for Cleveland. They got the win. They're still in playoff contention. They could win this division. This division is an absolute mess. Every team is 8-5, and 7-6, and six, basically right around there. I don't know who's going to win it. Yeah. None of these teams want to, and none of these teams are good enough. I mean, b- poor Baltimore. It's like... They literally have nobody. They should not have been in this game. It doesn't, yeah. and it, this isn't even like the the Browns getting soft and playing conservative. Like they are just so afraid of Baker ruining anything. I do not understand why Case doesn't play. I don't know. I don't know what Stefanski. Something. Someone's either telling him he has to play Baker, or Stefanski's just like, I don't know. He's gotten worse and worse every game. It seems like as a play caller. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens are, are tough to run against, but gosh, they they. I don't know. I almost feel better about the Ravens than I do the Browns, and the Ravens are pointing so far downhill. Yeah, I think for the Ravens side, you're like, look, we were down 24 to three, um, basically, or 24 to six and a half, 24 to three at one point, and you had your back quarterback in, um, and you kind of were like, look, this game's over. But then you came out of the second half, you put up a fight, and you almost pulled out of the victory. So for the Ravens, it's kind of one of those like, all right, we lost, but. Um, let's look at what we what we did right and, and move forward because they really have no secondary and they didn't have Lamar who we you kind of had a philosophy that maybe he was hurt and um, yeah. and now he's he's out so I'm curious to see if there's going to be other reports of like look this has been a lingering issue and it just kind of came to a head 
on Sunday. From the Brown side, I agree. I think Baker keeps answering the question of, is he going to be the Browns' future quarterback? Um, I think next year we'll see him because of this quarterback class, unless they can get a signee, um, you know, a big name who's clearly, who really doesn't have any question marks, um, which I don't, I don't know if Cleveland will be able to do that unless they can put together a massive trade um, or somehow bring a free agent to them. But with the draft class that we're seeing, there's really no um, potential star QB as of now, and yep. it could change. But even if it does, it's going to be probably just, you know, something that's hyperinflated by, you know, we the NFL media needs to make a, a potential big name QB out of this draft. Um, so I think Baker's going to continue to be the Browns quarterback. But at the end of the day for the Browns, it's like, look, you were playing your divisional rivals um, you've got, and you won. And I think yeah. that's what Browns yeah. fans have to take into account where it's like, look, we won. Um, it helps us in our division. Right? It helps us with our record. It helps us with our divisional record. We're still in the chance for, to make the, uh, you know, win, win the division, division. But then making the playoffs, it's like you, you, honestly, you honestly have to win out. Uh, depending sure. on what your one loss is, all right, it could help things. But the a- AFC wild, wild card picture is such a shit show that, like, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, the last three weeks, every AFC North team just plays each other. Yeah. So, I, was, I mean, there's just no predicting what's going to happen. And it's kind of, you just got to take it game by game. If you get a one-point win and you get a 30-point win, at the end of the day, it's a win. Yeah. Because um, it's not fantasy football. Point differential means absolutely nothing. Yep. So, yeah. And then for the Ravens, I mean, we, we've told you their schedule. Packers, Rams, Bengals, Steelers. Yeah. It's just going to be tough. But it's it's just... I mean, I don't want to, it's such a stupid joke, cliche, and he's not going to win. But like Harbaugh, like coach of the year, if they make the playoffs and win the division, I don't know. I might give it to him. Like, how do they, they yeah. should not be in any of these games. I think whoever wins the AFC North should honestly get, I mean, honestly, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, other than, it's, other, it's, I would say other, other than, than Stefanski. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, if Mike Tomlin wins this division, <laughs> well, he is. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, but yeah, so weird game. Entertaining, at least, in the second half. Yeah. Um, Next one, Jaguars Titans. Not a lot to say. I think the only thing was that Trevor Lawrence looked awful, um, but at this point, I don't think anybody can blame Trevor Lawrence because of everything that came out about Urban Meyer. Yeah, I, and the only thing Urban Meyer said. The only thing I'll say is about Trevor is like I he has no help. Like I get it, he has absolutely no help, and I don't want to throw him under the bus. I I still think he has more talent in the world. He can be special. One of them, one pick was not his fault. The other three were atrocious. Like everyone compared him to Andrew Luck. I don't like saying, but like Andrew Luck had a very similar roster, not as uh, a shit show of a, a management and team, but Andrew Luck won 11 games. Now, Trevor's not Andrew, that's fine, but Trevor has to pick it up a little bit. He's still got LaVisca and Marvin Jones. I know James Robinson is getting used, but like he should, but he's got to elevate it a little bit. He's been playing all season. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be week 18 against us, but it just sucks because his, his career you know, could be ruined by Urban Meyer in this franchise, but... You are the number one pick. You are the golden boy. You are this supreme talent. Like, there's no denying it. At some point, he's got to elevate his team a little bit. Like, this, I mean, they... I completely disagree. Okay. I think, no, I think at some point, but I think that at some point is next year. Okay. Like, this is my thing. I, we kind of talked about it, I know, a lot during the NFL, like, draft, uh, you know, re- previews and stuff, where it's like, it's he's a rookie quarterback, and he's getting thrown in with a bad roster. Yeah. Um, and, and it's hard to play rookie quarterback. And I think the biggest thing that I keep saying is like people try to move on or judge rookie quarterbacks way too early in this league. Yeah. And it's never going to end well. And it, like I, I Peyton Manning even said it on, uh, you Manning know, ESPN guys. where he's like, look, like, 
gonna mess up and like that's the, that's honestly the guy we have to compare is like look Peyton Manning was the golden boy he was the first round pick he was this supposed to be the savior of franchise and imagine if Peyton Manning's rookie Peyton Manning was reincarnated and he came back and had the rookie year that he had nowadays it would be he would literally be crucified for it yeah um and so that's one of those things where I think Trevor Lawrence we're not seeing as much of the criticism because it is in Jacksonville and Jacksonville is just not a big market but I think for uh, Trevor Lawrence, like the questions, I think a lot of it has to do with scheme. Yeah, he has talent, but scheme can make talent better and scheme can make talent worse. Um, and also he's a rookie. Like we didn't have any expectations for him coming in. Let him make up his mistakes. And next year, if he's not elevating the, the team, then we can start asking these questions. But that is definitely a second year uh, question for me personally. Totally fair. And I, and I, don't, I don't even want it to come off as a, I think Trevor is a bust, going to be a bust at all. I, I just... I would like. I want him to have a game yeah. where he just like balls out, even when they lose. No, um, I, I agree. I I'm sure. I'm sure saying, mentally I'm where he's at, it not sucks. Ready to ask that question. Right. Right. And I know people want to throw the hot takes out there. I also don't think Urban's going to get fired. I don't care what. I don't think so are. either. And the only, my only defense of Urban, <laughs> which is hard to even say, uh, almost impossible. But when he made the comment about you know if anything else gets leaked they're gonna get fired and everyone freaked out that that's a very normal thing to say yeah multiple I, coaches have said that you can pick on him for literally everything else he's done that's nothing that we that's nothing that's nothing that's the, the thing facts. that people need to worry about is like the uh, the rumor that he sat every assistant coach down yeah no he's just like I, look why why should you be here which again it's like look i understand if like a coach does that to a player where it's not like it's like why should you be here kind of thing but like your coaching staff it's like all right brother you know that's not the that's not the person to do it to, especially because you're the ones who like hired them. Like general managers, you know they kind of they have a lot more of the handling of the roster, but this coaching staff is kind of your thing. So um, that's that's just interesting. But yeah, yeah. And I've always I I mean I was like Jacksonville could be in a good spot. I've been wrong about Jacksonville countless times, and I've kind of said I've at one on point for a while. I've I've been I've said at one point I'm pretty sure like, I don't believe all the things that are coming out. And they just keep coming out, and it's at one point it's like, look, some of these has to be true. Are they exaggerated? Maybe. Are they yeah. fake? Maybe some of them. But there, there's so many reports where it's like, at some point you had to like look at it, and be like, look, something's going on there. Right. Has been for years. They had one good year, so, so. N- nothing for the Titans. I mean, no. they're not good. They didn't play well, but their guys are coming back soon. So, uh, let's skip that one. Saints Jets. I, I have nothing to say. Uh, I mean, they ran Taysom well. I, I, the only thing I would say is. You, we joke about like who's their most valuable player, and you say a guy, but then like who's their most important player? Alvin is both. Yeah, oh they, by far. They gave him the ball every play, yeah. a run or taste him through it to him. He is absolutely incredible. So that's all I have for that game. Yeah, and I think the Zach Wilson thing is another thing where it's like, look, let the guy. He, Saints have an awesome defense. He, yeah, I, I watched it because I he had 40, I had a lot of the Saints. He yeah. had zero time to throw the entire. Yeah, game. and he had forty two attempts where it's like they were just trying to make something happen. But you know, look, he also hasn't had the he hasn't played the full year. Like he's had injury problems. He's, yeah, he let him go through like it. a full year. He's going to go through it. Um, he didn't have Elijah Moore, chemistry. his boy. Yeah, let him build chemistry with with his with his receivers. And Corey Davis has been in and out. Yeah, Elijah Moore he's out being now. there was yeah, huge. They were screwed for him. So uh, that's another thing where it's like don't really nothing to judge out of this game. Nope. Um, let's skip the other one too. Let's skip through all the bad one o'clocks. Falcons at Panthers. I, I mean, like I, I said, care less. Except the Falcons are now in the playoff picture, like right there. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're sneaking their way into it. The only thing I'll say is, um, I think Matt Rule's definitely on the hot seat. I think. Yeah. This this GM that came in was not Matt Rule's hire, or he did not hire Matt Rule. Yeah. He has no marriage to him. They have no marriage to a quarterback. 
he has a decent young roster that they can fix pretty quickly here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Matt, and you know, we already talked about last week. He did like the, what's the first sign of a coach panicking fire their offensive coordinator out of yeah. nowhere. Um, hell that GM might want to hire Joe Brady as the head coach. That would be, that would um, be such a slap but, in the face. Right. But I, I really think Matt rule might get fired at the end of the year. Yeah. That's, that's a team that there's a dead. lot of question marks going into um, the off season. There's a couple sure. um, that kind of, Somebody, some teams are going to pay attention to. And Carolina, like I, I think that's another team like Jacksonville. It's right. If they were in a bigger market, the eyes on what's going on would be yeah. a lot more. For sure, um, they've at least been like a, a competent franchise, though. Like they can figure yeah. it out, unlike Jacksonville. And they're they're in a great spot too. Like you said, the amount of young talent that they have on that For team, sure. it's not that many missing pieces. But yep, it's just um, very important ones. So. On the other side, Arthur Smith could be a person if he makes the playoffs, could win Coach of the Year. They don't have too bad of a schedule, honestly. I mean, they have no. the Lions, the 49ers. Like, the Lions mark that down as a win. Yeah, but the 49ers, Bills, and Saints, they can easily win two they of those. They can win two of those. And that, at that point, they're 9-8, and eight, and that could— I think they're the Saints at home, right? Yeah, Saints at home, Bills so on the road, beat the 49ers. 49ers on the road. Um, 49ers have been awful yeah. at home at times. Dude, Arthur Smith's a badass. I'm glad yeah. it's working because I like him, mm-hmm. so— yeah, and they have a horrible roster. It's it's awful. So he's doing really impressive things. Yeah. Also, shout out Matt Ryan because he's just somehow still getting it done. Yeah, Matt Ryan has never gotten enough credit. I know he won an MVP, but he, I mean, he got to a Super Bowl. He's and been on he's, an island there. He's put up some numbers that are just insane. Yeah. He'll just never get. He'll never get credit. No. Um. Next one: Seahawks, Texans. Absolutely nothing. The Texans are dead. It's as simple as that. It is zero comment. Uh, Davis Mills didn't play bad. 14 for 14 to start the game. 33 for 49, 330 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Um, I mean, Seattle sucks too. But it's Dave. I'm saying that Davis Mills played well for him because of the reports that came out right. Sunday morning where it was if Davis Mills plays well, the Texans might only focus on defensive players in the draft and make Davis Mills the quarterback going forward. A lot of that, I think that's going to be continue, a continuous point that's made by both of us moving forward, especially once the offseason talk comes into play, is this quarterback class is nothing special. So if you have Davis Mills, a guy who you think there's potential there, um, not to necessarily be like this guy's going to be a top five quarterback in the league, but maybe top 15, um, and he can just lead us to the playoffs, and, and then you see what happens from there, <laughs> they're going to go for it. And if they can build up this defense, you know, the Texans, um, especially with a certain player that they have on their team that could turn into a lot of draft capital, um, it's going to be interesting to see them. So. Yeah, I think the Texans and Jags, you just keep everything in place and you yeah. just ride this out for a couple of years. Make mm-hmm. sure to see if it works. Even though it won't, we can keep beating you. So, yeah, you just hold it together. No, yeah, I see. I can't make points about those two teams in front of it's, I You can't do that. You can, I mean, now that's what you feel when you talk about the NFC East in front of me. But, yeah, whenever I say you're going to refute, be like, yeah. I'm, I'm not refuting. I, I hope so. I love what you're saying. No, but I'm I, with I can't I can't make fun of it because it's I'm probably way worse about the NFC East because <laughs> no. I'm also a lot more passionate. Dude, these about two teams it. are way worse than you guys. I'm a lot more passionate about no. I'm talking about like like I mean not oh just like opponents. Yeah, yeah. If you say something about the NFC East that I disagree with, I make it well known, and I'm very passionate about my opinions of those teams. Where yeah. I can completely understand why you're not as passionate about the Jaguars or the Texans comments. Fair. So. Uh, do we go back and then touch the good games of, or not yep. the good games, but the big headlines? Yeah. Um, Cowboys, Washington, uh, the Cowboys win it. I don't know. The Cowboys are, it's another, that's another game where they were up 24, nothing. And all of a sudden it, yeah, they're up 24, nothing because their defense, um, yeah. kind of like Lamar. I don't think Dak is a hundred percent. And if they get the chance to sit him, which I think they're going to late in the year, they should absolutely do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We talked about this. They're not getting the one seed. They're going to win the division. So they're in that weird spot where do you really care what seed you have? Yeah. 
I don't think he's right because their offense still isn't clicking and then everyone's back. But more importantly, everyone's back on defense. And yeah. Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, and Mika Parsons are it's, the best pass rush in the NFL. It's disgusting. Mika's, I mean, he's getting a lot of hype right now, and I still think it's probably TJ Watts. But, I mean, that's as, a, as good of a home run draft pick as you're going to have. He's, he is a monster. It is disgusting. He's violent. Like, he just plays angry. I loved him. I remember you did as well, where you're like, yeah. you watched his college tape, and you're like, this dude, like the way he plays, uh, was so fast. Yeah, you wouldn't even you, there'd be a, like a, a stretch run, and the court, the running back would just be looking for a hole, and all of a sudden you just see this flash, and next thing you know, the guy's yep. just dead on it. And guy. it's not like he's dirty, but like he wants violence. Yeah, like he wants to destroy he's you. He's so fast, so physical, um, and I, he doesn't get enough credit for him. I feel like he's just very smart. Yeah, he's awesome. He plays everywhere for them yeah. as a rookie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the Cowboys offense still hasn't clicked, but they have time to figure it out. Uh, and then for Washington, this is just one of those moments like we've talked about with Jalen Hurts, like we've talked about with other quarterbacks that you know aren't top tier guys where you w- watch that game and you're like, okay, let's take a step back. Yeah, Taylor Heineke is not the future, but you need games like this to really know it. I mean, he was horrible. So, yeah, and he was and horrible, he, and we knew that he was right, but you really need to this. see it like this because yeah. they've been sliding by. You know, people get excited, and I like him still, but. It's just these moments where you're like, okay, this is not our franchise. And, you know, he, no one really expected it. But you kind of need those moments to wake up and yeah. see it. If you don't have a top, I would not even say top 10, top 7 quarterback in the NFL, it's like you're going to have games where it's like, all right, like, can we upgrade from this guy? Like How he soon lost can we upgrade game. from this guy? Like he lost us the game. But at the same time, if you're Washington, look, you were going to – this hot streak was not going to continue forever. Yeah. Right? But your defense played well. Um, you know, this is a lot – all of this is really on your offense. And you have the Eagles twice, the Giants again, and the Cowboys one more time to end the year. If you go nine and eight, or not not nine and eight, ten and seven, uh, or even nine and eight, ten and seven, you're in probably. I would imagine yes. Nine and eight, you have good, you still have a chance of being in. So in the watch, NFC, in the NFC, ten wins guaranteed. Yeah, and yeah. nine and eight, you're like really oh, in a good spot. Guaranteed, I'd say. So I think yeah. You know, with the schedule that you have upcoming, I'm not. I would not be too concerned if you were a Washington fan. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like they're like in the poor man's um, AFC North situation where everyone yeah. in the NFC East is about to play each other, and there's two teams, Eagles and Washington, that are both going for that seven seed. So it's kind of like a poor man's version of the AFC North right now. God, I hope that Washington needs us to lose <laughs> or needs Washington. I hope. Sorry, I hope the Eagles need Washington to lose in Week 17, yeah. and that uh, the Giants can just tank. Uh, next one, Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs forty eight, Raiders nine. I don't know. This, I, I here's one thing I'll say. Down. Everyone's obviously mocking the uh, Raiders. So Raiders on the logo. The only thing I'll say to that is I don't think the Raiders were trying to show up the Chiefs. I think that Yannick he first went there and everyone kind of followed him. I think Yannick was like, we need anything to kind of like really get up for this because they are yeah. like they were so on the fence and like they know Yannick probably knew this was team was like on the verge of this happening so I think he was just doing anything to get them fired up and, and riled up and the Chiefs players didn't even know what happened uh they said that like after the game oh really they didn't okay. know then, so yeah. I, I don't cause, yeah they didn't because the rate the away team runs out first the Chiefs never knew but I don't even think the Chiefs or the Raiders were trying to do it I think Yannick was like we need anything fresh here to hold yeah. on to if Jacobs doesn't fumble that first play, is it forty-eight to nine? Probably not. Do the Chiefs still win by twenty, Justin? Probably. Absolutely. They just don't win by forty. Right. So, uh, it, and that's the thing where it, this team is in such a weird spot mentally, where, and it's no fault to the roster talent really, where it's just a lot of uh, the 
if one of these events happens to another NFL team where it's like only that one happens and it derails the season, people are like, okay, that completely makes sense, right? Like we can point back to this point. The Raiders had three of those points, all right? It, it completely changed the course of the season. And that's the thing that sucks about it is it's out of the hands of the players on the field and what happens on the field, I guess. But when all of that stuff in the locker room is going down, it completely changes the mental state of this team. And I think we saw it there, especially with that first play being a fumble recovery Ugh. for a touchdown. Where it's It like, sums up the whole season. Yeah, it's like we have not been lucky. Like, let's go out there and fight. And then yeah. seven seconds into the game, you're already down 7 nothing because of Over. that. And it's like, then you're like, of course. Hunter Renfro fumbled. Yeah. Like, just so. Just, yeah. um, Chiefs are rolling. The, the, yeah, but the, on the Chiefs' side, I don't care what team they're playing. The way that they've been winning is impressive. And that's the thing about it, okay? Yeah, they're, they played a Raiders team that's given up on the season most likely. And you're like, all right, well, they, you know, so we can't give them too much credit. Okay, but they did it by a complete stomp out. For sure. And the second, it could have been, if they wanted to, like, let's say hypothetically that they saw that they were on the logo. If they were like, we wanted to run up the score, they could have won by 80 points. Yeah, they, no, it, they weren't trying to run up the score at all. So, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, it's scary that they're just on this run right now. It and is. Frank Clark, and I mean, their pressure is just unbelievable. It, we'll see what happens in these last four games. I mean, where, this this there's, this week of games is awesome. Yeah. I mean, mainly, actually, mainly like the first three. Sunday's kind of weird, but Thursday night, it's the best Thursday night game probably in I would say five years. Ever. Ever, maybe. Probably ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then for the Raiders, you know, it's just one of those moments where, you know, real changes are going to be made this summer. So we'll see. Sorry for the Raiders fans, though. Uh, last one in the one o'clock, I think, is you guys. Nope, you're four o'clock. Was yeah. it for the ones? Uh, I think so. Okay, think let's we... do. No, I think we got them all. Yeah, I think so, too. Broncos, Lions, awesome with the Broncos. We were able to play really well yeah. after uh, awful news about Demarius Thomas. Um, I don't think this was a surprise. We kind of said it. Like, the Lions had their moment. The Broncos got embarrassed, kind of, against the Chiefs. They are going to come out firing. Um, yeah. So, awesome. I'm just glad they won after that. Yeah. I really hope that people can't hear it. This is like a random static that, like, it's so quiet. I hope yeah. they can't hear it. That's all right. Uh, last one. Chargers-Giants. Uh, Mike Glennon was bad. Herbert was really good. Um, you know, the score doesn't really represent how bad it was. This is a beatdown. And, yeah. That's, game all, was over. that's I mean, all I'm going to say yeah. about it. No, it there's really nothing to talk about this game. We're just fraud of a franchise. And it also doesn't help that, like, I don't know, just we just have no talent anymore because everyone's hurt. We have the most IR things this year. And that's, when I say that, I'm not saying that, oh, we're a 10 win team if that doesn't happen. It's just one of those things where it's like when you have all of these injuries and you stink and you have bad coaching and poor You can't afford like it. it just, you can't afford yeah, to have it. You don't that. have the Ravens, yeah, um, to overcome it. And the, the sad thing about it is the news today that John Morrow supposedly said that he thinks he found his Bill Belichick or Bill Parcells with Joe Judge and that his job is safe. And that's just kind of a slap in the face. I'm not really going to go into that whole rant right now, but it's just like, I don't know what you've seen. Joe Judge went for it on fourth down for like the first time ever when we were down 21 points or whatever, 28 points. And it's like, now you decide to go for it with on fourth down. Like, it looks like you're just trying to show these things. Like, look, remember when I did it when I went for it on fourth down? Why didn't we do that when we're in the opponent's territory? Yep. You know? Yep. It doesn't, he doesn't make sense. And the amount of the pun, it's just a joke. Of, like, I don't understand that. Well, you can see him back. Look, I think I found something with Joe Judge. Um, his press conferences literally make me want to bang my head against the wall every time I listen to him. So that stinks. And it's just one of those things where, look, if Dave Gettleman is retired, I think Dave Gettleman's going to retire. They're not going to fire him. 
So if Dave Gettleman's retires, you have to bring in a different GM, but you have to say, look, we need to build it. We need to have a GM who's willing to build around Joe Judge. Right. Then what happens if Joe Judge goes out there and stinks it up? Okay. All right. Now, now, now we have to fire him, but we also got a GM who we probably could have gotten a better candidate for like, you can build around your team. It's a joke. John Mara, it's going to be the cycle that continues. I, I mean, I've said it countless times. I've ranted on it on Twitter spaces where it, this doesn't, until John Mara does a clean sweep of the franchise and gets himself out of the process of trying to rebuild it, this team will continue to stink. And that's the thing that sucks is when you get the news like this, you're like, look, now it's it's another three-year setback potentially um, because we are so in our, or this team is just, I don't know, a joke. So that's what sucks the most about it. Yeah, it could be very bad potentially. So hopefully not. Um, no, I'm sorry. Next one. 49ers, Bengals. Um, I don't know. Jimmy G made, you know, I Jimmy G makes awful throws. He makes probably one to th- three, like, really bad throws a game. The Bengals dropped a pick six. But Jimmy G was great. Yeah. Um, they got up 20 to six off two Bengals muffed punts um, in the fourth quarter. The Bengals came all the way back, and Jimmy G led them down for a field goal that was missed. And then the Bengals got the field goal in overtime, and Jimmy G led them down for a touchdown to win it. George Kittle, we forgot. He's I forgot insane. how good he can be when he's truly healthy. Yeah, he that's the problem. I think we wrote him off. You know, he's not in that Waller Kelsey conversation anymore. Clearly, he was hurt because he is. He's a, he's an absolute freak. He's the yak king. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ayuk for some reason is getting the ball now, and pretty good things happen when he does. Mm-hmm. Debo's a good running back. Um, and for the Bengals, it sucks. The only positive I'd say is like. Joe Burrow leads the league in interceptions, and we've talked plenty about how he has those stupid moments that he can't have anymore. But down twenty to six in the fourth quarter, yeah. he put on his superhero cape. Yeah, with Jamar Chase, those two together, that is an awesome thing for them to have because that is like that clutch gene that that like never giving up that you're always in the game that like when you're playing this team you're like even if we're up like I'm holding my breath because we're playing this quarterback. And Joe Burrow is now entering into that. So that's really exciting for Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I said it last week. I was like, no matter how the rest of the season goes, Cincinnati, you need to have a positive outlook. And yeah. I think this is the game that should encompass like that feeling where you thought you were out and you were down. And then all of a sudden, Joe Judge leads this insane fourth quarter comeback um, and you end up losing in overtime. And why really because your de- I mean your defense led up like you said a game winning field goal drive that was missed and then a, a game winning drive in, in um overtime so I think if you're if you're the Bengals it's like look what we have let's build on this make him you know whatever utilize the offseason let's let's get him IQ higher let him cut down on the interceptions he's still a young quarterback this is his first full year um that he's played because he had he had how many games that he missed last year because of the ACL tear um, and so you're in a really good spot, and it sucks that you were the number one seed in the AFC, and you're like two and four since yeah, then. They can still win the division, but you can still win the division. They can make the playoffs. Um, and bad you loss, lost. Though. You lost to a good football team. Yeah, yeah. The 49ers, Yeah, I should say bad loss, but they they had it after they didn't. Uh, Justin, question for you, and then we'll, we'll go to our last game. How many sacks do you think Nick Bosa has this year? Mm, I feel like it's not a lot. Is it a lot? He's 14. Oh my god. Why is? Uh, 14 sacks. So, I don't know why that's not being discussed. He was that's, everywhere yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the Bengals had the win multiple times. Um, what, what's going on? I what? think uh, you put your phone a lot of times here. Oh. I know you got a new phone. Zach got a new phone. Is and that causing problems? I think it's just when it's right next to the thing is when I hear this static. Oh, that's we weird. Well, now we know. Hopefully they can hear it. You can, you can hold it here just like... Don't well, I don't even need it. Can I do a trial? Can we do a trial? Yeah. 
What about this side? This is us getting better right now for you guys live. I think there's a static. Okay, we'll keep the phone away. Interesting. Regardless, can, yeah, you can have it here. Just you know, not Nick Bosa when the, when the giant or I'm sorry when the 49ers have their guys Warner Bosa Kittle Debo, like I I don't know. Not that I wouldn't want to play him because you can beat Jimmy G, but that's not fun because those yeah. are those are superstars. So next one. This game was very interesting. Absolutely incredible. Um, the Bills do did what they had to do. They did not run the ball in the first half. I have zero problems with it. Yeah. Like, th- there's no reason to even, like, you know, try to do something. Because why? You're going to be at second and 11. The Bills have to play backyard football. Like, they, Josh Allen ran it a bunch. They threw it all game. He had, like, 55 pass attempts. That's how they're going to have to be in games. That's who they are. And when you're playing in Tampa, that's going to work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, uh, yeah. And they still got down 24-3. to three. And the Bucks do this thing where they're so good. They, like, turn it on at times. And then they just completely go into cruise control. Yeah. And sometimes they, they almost lose because of it. But I've never seen a team that, like, when they really want to do something, there's no stopping them. So yeah. uh, that's kind of what happened here. Uh, but credit to the Bills for fighting. I, I just It's the same conversation. If they go to L.A. For, to play the Chargers in the playoffs, sure, I think the Bills can win. Anywhere else, I, I, I don't think so. If they make it. I mean, they're at the point now where they, might, they may not make the playoffs if they lose in Foxborough. Yeah, that's the thing where um, I – when I saw the halftime scores, like this Bills team is dead. Leonard Fournette also looked great against them at the first in the first half, and I was yeah. like, "You guys are a dead team." Walking. They can't stop but then, yeah, like you said, the backyard football, like Josh Allen being the one to run the ball, yeah, um, and just play for the big play every single time the ball is snapped. Yeah, this team can do what they did, and I think when the offense is rolling and they're getting this momentum and they're having these drives, yeah, I think that, that I mean, obviously that makes the defense better. But also at the same time, the Buccaneers just turn on cruise control. It was another game really where we do. saw a team. The better team was up by a lot, and they then do this all of a sudden they let this other team back in. It happens all the they time. Do, the the Bucks do it the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know you go into overtime. The Bucks defense gets a stop. They punt, and then Pretty. two plays later, which that was the crazy thing was how close that looked to Demarius Thomas. It was, yeah. I, I, I saw a TikTok comparison. today where they yeah. literally like merge. It's like the Kobe MJ thing yeah. where they merge it in. Yeah, that little, little stiff arm breakaway to win it. It was yeah. also Brady's seventh hundred touchdown. But like you said. Uh, Buffalo, yeah, you can do this in Tampa. You can do this in LA. Yeah. All right. Here's the issue: um, the LA that you most likely play in, are I guess maybe not because they'd be a five seed, whatever. Is the Rams, right? You know, because the Chargers aren't going to win the division. I don't. Eh, if, they if they win they Thursday, won Thursday, yeah, we'll see. But um, also the Tampa Bay, uh, that's in, um, that's in the NFC. Uh, the, some of the AFC teams. Yeah, let's that just you go for like the teams they have to play. Uh, Miami's not. You're not going to ever play at Miami. No. You're Where not would they would go? Play at Jacksonville, Fox Tennessee, Bro. maybe. But yeah, Foxborough. Arrowhead, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Yeah. Baltimore's not going to be warm. Guaranteed Arrowhead. Yeah. Your own place? Exactly. <laughs> that was something that we should have mentioned a little bit earlier. Not that it's, I think they'll have one anymore. This team but... isn't built. That was the thing that was so weird because when people were like, oh, we're drafting Josh Allen because he's from Wyoming and he can be the guy. Which he can. He can throw through the weather. Can. Oh, he can't. But the roster can't the handle ro- it. Rest, when you're pass blocking, like when it's cold, like their offensive line is set up for the pass block. Yeah. And when, when it's cold and you can't do it, yet, you're, you're just getting hit. Yeah. At you. You're not running at somebody. That sucks. And like that's the thing where it's like they had chances when they were playing against in that weird game against yeah. uh, New England, but they weren't going to be able to get make it happen. And then also, like, it changes your mentality. Like, if you know you're – if Josh Allen's dropping back 55 times a game, like, the Bills line can be like, we're going to get after it. Yeah. But their first step's back. 
Mm-hmm. Like when you really like, we're gonna get after these guys, and these guys get hype, and they're going at you like New England, like Indy, like these running teams do. It's just a whole different mentality. Name one time you've ever heard an offensive lineman talk and be like, "Man, I really looked forward to fast pass blocking." Um, there's every no. offensive lineman that ever talks is like, "You have to put a run play in there every couple of plays because it gives the offensive lineman so like, many more bad things can happen." Yeah. Hold, yeah. So it literally, they're like, "Yeah, like, you have to let us run forward." Yeah. Also, I think a frustrating thing for Bills fans is both these this game, this game, not as much on the play because Josh Allen was pressured pretty bad, but. Two games in a row now, Josh Allen has had Diggs for a touchdown to win the game. The one against New England where it kind of went through Diggs' arms. Yeah. Which, you know, tough conditions, but that's a play that those two make. And then the one against Tampa, uh, they're on like the 30. Bills, or I'm sorry, the Bucks blitzed everyone. He had Diggs and overthrew him. Mm-hmm. And like those are the two guys that, you know, are supposed to overcome those moments. Look at Burrow and Chase. Two touchdowns in the yeah. last five minutes. So that's that's upsetting for them. Um, last thing, one really cool clip was Chris Godwin. Did you see this? They ran a little bubble screen to the left, pancaked his first guy, flat out pancaked him, stayed up, goes to the second level, drills the safety out of bounds. Like and that's why That's the Tom Brady effect. Yeah. That's what happens when you have that's what great teams leadership. Like yeah. That. That's just what great and he's also just like the most selfless guy, and I I just love Chris Goblin. Yeah. Uh last one. Not really much to say. There's, there's, even though there is, there's not. Justin Fields. Um, I loved him tonight. Look, last night. Like, yeah, he had his mistakes, but he. What did. rookie quarterback doesn't yeah. throw that wide out that gets undercut by the corner to go to the house? Yeah. Every, also, like the fumbles. Like, look, that's just gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, it was an exciting game. If you're a Bears fan, yeah, it sucks because you lost in kind of kind of heartbreaking fashion um, to the to the Packers. But you came in that game not expecting anything, and you put up a dogfight. Yeah, I, I had this mindset from the Bears still because he had been out for a couple weeks where it's like, God, I do not want to watch the Bears. Yeah. Because I was just thinking like that offense. But like when Fields is out there this past couple weeks, I really feel like you can feel a difference out there where you're not like, okay, when are they going to punt or what bad thing is going to happen? Like I really, like I felt like Fields is going to do something here. Yeah. Um, like I said, that outpass, every single rookie quarterback has made it in their careers. And he made a lot of exciting plays. Yeah, I was gonna say, and like the play calling too, like that. Uh, yeah, the Nagy City had Jakeem fun. Grant Jr. That like <laughs> electric, our jet sweep. Yeah, the amount of, like when I saw that play, and you saw all the Lizzie blockers, like it almost was like the uh, the lineman lined up out by the the wide receiver. Yeah, there was so many lead blockers there. Yeah, it was. I've never seen anything like it before. The Packers are just good. Here's the one thing, and I'm Justin. I think we did this last year with them. I'm almost guaranteed. Maybe it was early this year, but I think it was at this exact time last year. Their special teams is an absolute problem. Oh, it's disgusting. It's not just this game. No. But let me read off what happened this game. Yeah, this because one was specifically bad because it was in every single aspect that you could possibly have. 97-yard punt, touch, touchdown yep. return. Yep. They allowed another 34-yard punt return, which is a ton yep. of yards. Um, kicked it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. They muffed a kick return. They did. Which was the... Um, yeah, they muffed a kick return separately. Muffed a punt return which they got completely bailed out on the refs by. Worst call ever. Um, shanked a punt. Yeah. And then the onside kick was an absolute joke. The only thing that they didn't have was a missed field goal, which they had a lot of. Which which has been a, a problem all year. Yeah. So, like, I'd be pretty nervous because everything's set up. Their team is very good. Um, Special teams wins. And that's going to lose you. Phase game. You do that. One of those, you do one of those against Brady. Yeah. One of those. And you're done. Let me tell you how it went for us. We lost. Yeah. We did, like, four of them. Yeah. So, I just... They know it, but it just sucks. Mm-hmm. So, all right, to end it, uh, Rams Cardinals tonight. Who do you like, real quick? Just predict like team. 
I feel like I, I feel like it might be the rant. Like again, I'm just saying this. The only reason I'm saying this is there's so much love for the Cardinals coming into this game where it's yeah. like this could be the game where it's like everyone's like, uh oh. I think Ramsey out means a lot. I, I like the Cardinals by ten. Yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's that saying that. I, my brain's saying that. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna say the Rams. That's fair. You're trying to be sharp. I respect that. Yeah. All right. There's just too much positive energy. I think no, we, when I you think have positive energy in sports, nothing ever goes well. That's fair. I think we got enough time for this. Yeah. Um, if yeah, not, it's going to be a longer I, podcast. I prepared, I prepared for it. We are going to do, and you know, we're not going to try to ramble, even though that's all we do. Every time we say we're not going to talk about we, it, every, talk if you hear me say, I'm not going to get into it, I'm going to get into it. Which is basically him talking about the Giants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we both knew it. We're going to do a little redraft here. We're not going to go crazy. We're just going to kind of go through each pick now that we've kind of pretty much gotten to the point where we know who every guy is, minus one of them, uh, being Trey Lance. Um, and just see, like, hey, Present day, you're going back to this date. Even though we still don't have a lot of these guys, especially these quarterbacks, we don't know really what they're going to be yet. Some are a little more obvious than others. Would you have taken them in this spot with the team that you have? Justin, starting at number one. Well, I'm going to say preface too. Like we're we're drafting, redrafting the top 15, yes. and we're not like putting other players in the draft class in here. We're no. just simply doing the top 15 draft picks. We're just reclassifying those. So if you're like, well, why didn't you guys talk about like Asante Samuel Jr. probably or, yeah. or Nasha Harris or whoever? I don't even know. Some random people. That's why. We're only doing the top 15. Why? Because we, we didn't. And a lot of them should be in the top we 15. We didn't want to put that much work in. I'll say it. That's that's fine. Um, all right. Number one. If you were the Jags, would you take Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Okay. I don't even think we need to say anything. Yeah. Um, number two. If you're the Jets, would you have taken Zach Wilson? Yes. I agree with that too. I think, I don't think the, the difference... We don't know in, enough. You don't know enough, but the... Because uh, we'll, let's get into three who we'll take, and then I'll explain why I said the two and the three. Okay. Um, because the, we, we have the Jets taking Zach Wilson, right? Yes. At number three, the 49ers, um, I would have taken Mac Jones. 100%. And it's not because I think... I don't, I don't even know if Mac Jones is a great quarterback, but I think there are two systems that Mac Jones would have thrived in. One is New England, and the other is San Fran. And yeah. I think Mac Jones present day in San Fran would be a better version than Jimmy G. 100%. I think that's that's the difference between Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson for the New York Jets, you needed the the gunslinger, the quarterback who can like be Mobile. If, if he goes and his hits his ceiling. Yeah. Like, I mean like, like Fields would be the only argument for him. Yeah. You just got an all-timer. Uh for the 49ers, they needed a safe guy who could control Kyle Shanahan's offense and we, I, I said it coming into the draft. I think you did it as well. We were like, Mac Jones should be the pick here. Yep. Um, it made too much sense. Uh, the general Kyle Shanahan wanted it. The yeah, general manager just went with Trey Lance. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, Jimmy G's been playing better as the season's got on, but he's had injury issues. And I think Mac Jones would be thriving with this team right now. I agree. And, you know, I think Fields is better than Wilson. Let me make that very clear. I just think, you know, looking back present day, if the Jets still had to, I think they would still like be like they could talk to themselves into still being like you know what we made the right decision because we don't know enough yet. So yeah, um, okay, but I'm with you. We're both on the same page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it might change a little bit because we probably don't have Trey Lance at 15 to uh, maybe we do have him going to New England. Let's see. Okay, uh, number four, Atlanta Falcons taking Pitts. I, I think it was the right pick. You could make the argument for Fields. I just think this roster is in such a bad spot that. Taking quarterback right now, I, I don't know. Maybe. I have them go with Mika Parsons. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it's just I if do. you look at it, like yeah, do they could they have utilized um, offensive like power? Yes, that's a really good, that's really good actually. Mika Parsons 
transforms the defense. That is, uh, and with you, you the talent that they have on defense, Mika Parsons would completely transform it, and it would make them look so much better on one side of the ball. Yeah, Kyle, look, Kyle Pitts has had like a decent rookie season. He's supposed to be this general tight end um, player that changes the position, and we've kind of seen flashes, but we haven't seen a lot. And I think with just how Kyle, Mike Mika Parsons, where it's like he's in the conversation right now for defensive player of the year, for sure, not defensive Legit. rookie of the year, Legit. defensive player of the year. Yeah. And so I think he could completely change um, this defense for this franchise. Just him, Kyle Pitts. I haven't seen him completely change um, this team. So, um, I, I yeah, I completely change what I said and agree with that. So Mika Parsons at forward at Atlanta definitely anchor that defense with AJ Terrell. Yeah, five Bengals. I mean. This one took a lot of heat. It was an argument all summer. Yeah. They nailed it. Jamar Chase, 100%. No reason to say anything different. No reason to say anything different. Perfect spot with Joe Burrow. Okay. Next one. This one's a little, maybe a little more interesting. The Dolphins. Uh, would you still take Waddle here? No. Would you take Pitts? I have them going Pitts. Okay. Yeah. My, my only hesitation to that, I, I'm, I would still say Waddle for them. And... I don't know because I, I think two has a lot of success throwing to big guys, so Pitts might be perfect for that. That's, and that's kind of what I was. But I, I just think with Gasecki and Parker already there, and you have bigger targets, and with Will Fuller never being able to step on a football field, they needed a change of pace, and Waddle has proven that over the past couple weeks. So um, I still think Waddle would be the pick here, but I, I, I totally understand that thought process. And yeah, going with Pitts and, and stuff. I, I was having the thing. I was like, look, they have Gasecki, so do they need another tight end? And my thought was. Pitts is completely different than Gasecki. Like gr- two great receiving tight ends, which you choose, but you could honestly utilize like a, a Tom Brady type offense where it's like two tight ends on the field sure. and it's two which guys Flores you have to guard. And Pitts, you can also give an open set and put him in the slot. And Tua's a dink and dunk guy, and that's why Jalen Waddle has the amount of receptions that he has this year because Tua um, gets the ball out quickly and he doesn't do these like you know he's not trying to throw the ball deep and they're giving him a lot of passing attempts and it leads to a lot of more completions yeah. um, and he's grown a lot I think giving Kyle Pitts where you're going to have a linebacker on him you're going to say guard me within a three yard route not, no one's ever going to be able to do it that's fair um, so I think that they couldn't have gone wrong with Waddle or Pitts here but, right uh, I agree uh, that's, Pitts. yeah that's the thing I think they couldn't have gone wrong um, I'll go I'll stick with Waddle I think, I think they're going to like him a lot uh, next one Detroit uh, and we'll kind of we'll make sure kind of who we're picking here, even though we're a little different right there. I'm with yeah. you all the way till there. Uh, Detroit, Panay Suel, absolutely. Yeah, Sene Puel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No reason to say his name right. Uh, I mean, he's getting better every week. Yeah, and so. I don't know if he's ever going to go to left tackle, but if you have a franchise right tackle, because we've seen him play a lot better when he got moved to and right they tackle. They do have a franchise was, left tackle already. That's the thing. You already have that. And to say I'm getting a franchise, if you were to tell me I'm getting a franchise offensive lineman, my first thing would be, my first response would be yes. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't ask, well, what position? Doesn't matter. Franchise offensive lineman can change the course of a franchise. Um, you already have a great left tackle. You have a good old line. Adding him to a right, yeah, the right tackle position and he's thrived there. Um, I think that's the right thing. Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker, and him. That's yeah. really good. Um, okay. Oh, the phone's up there. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. I just noticed it all of a sudden. Uh, all right. Number eight, Carolina. Okay. I would take Justin Fields here. Um, really? I would. I didn't even think about this. So, mm-hmm. look, I, I think JC and Pat are kind of in the same conversation where JC was showing really good signs. And Pat, I think with Denver, has shown enough where it's like Denver can really be happy about him because he's made changes to this team. I just think Carolina had a real opportunity. And, you know, they went for Darnold. So, in their, I guess in their position, they couldn't have taken one maybe. But I think they had a real opportunity there because they, these guys studied quarterbacks four years ahead. They knew this class coming up wasn't as strong. They knew what fields could be. Um, I think fit-wise, it would have been really good with Joe Brady. 
and I, I, I really think Carolina should have taken fields here. Corner is important, but corners have really good years and really bad years all the time. It's a little more inconsistent. You can hit home runs for sure. JC might be. But and I'm not saying just because he got hurt, it's a bad pick because he's a rookie. He's going to be good. I, I just think Carolina is really one of those teams with the talent they had in their roster where a quarterback could really change. I mean, look what they were with, when Sam Darnold was playing well. Yeah. Like they had, their defense could actually get off the field and, you know, not be on the field all day because their offense wasn't doing anything and they were like four and one. So I, I, I would have taken Justin Fields here. I completely messed up my draft. You made a great point. I didn't even think about that. I didn't, for some reason, the uh, thought of quarterback here didn't come into my mind. Um, I had them going with Patrick Sertain. Yeah. Could have easily been J.C. Horn, but he got hurt in Patrick Sertain. We still know. We know in, in a normal In a normal year uh, for a defensive draft class, uh, Patrick Sertain is right is argue, like is battling for defensive rookie of the year. In, a, sure. in a normal year. Yeah, he's been they great. just happen to have this guy who's been generational so far. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of why I went there. J.C. Horn, I take him at nine to Denver because I think Denver still goes cornerback. Okay. Um, I was, you know, I thought they're, they're – there was really no. They're in a spot where I think they're going to address quarterback next year, and I think coming into the draft they knew that. And I think getting a cornerback to shore up that defense um, is the place that they would go. And yeah, J.C. Horn, we don't know what he is yet. J.C. Horn could turn out to be the best corner and defensive player in this draft class. I was huge on him coming in, and he looked great at the beginning of the season. But we just don't know enough about him yet. So I had him at nine. But I like. I'm going to go back to the Carolina point. Um, quarterback there makes way too much sense. That's why I didn't think of it because I'm an yeah. idiot. Yeah, and you know we we get what the Panthers went for it with Arnold. They tried, you know, it didn't it was work out. Year, so it's easy it was to say a now. One year trial, but you knew. Yeah, you got to think long term, and they yeah. they didn't. And it there. sucks that now this year the quarterback class is just awful, which they had to know about. You, well, that the thing coming into this year it was, and I was kind of anti it. The thing coming into this year Spencer was that Rattler and, it was all these names. I and I I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I know I said to you, I was like, I don't like any of these guys. I yeah, didn't like Malik, Malik Willis. I didn't like Spencer Rattler, and I didn't like uh, what's Sam his, Howell. Sam Howell, and now. Spencer Rattler is nowhere in the conversation. Sam Howell, I have not heard his name in, since week one. And Malik Willis, I Malik saw will pop tweet. back up during the combine. Yeah, he looks like I, a freak. And I saw a tweet about him today. And it was yeah. like the amount of broken tackles he has. Exactly. He's like, you know what? I don't really want a quarterback that to worry about his broken tackles. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, he's, you, know, you know where he's not going to break tackles? When he plays not against whoever Liberty plays yeah. against. So, um, okay. So are you are you sticking with Pat there or are you going to Fields? No, I'll just stick with Pat just because I, okay. you know, that built this out. And so at, at nine, Denver, I'm sticking with Pat Sertain. I think even with Trey Lance and Mac on the board, um, I, those are two guys in the system that wouldn't be ready yet. So and wouldn't be ready maybe forever there. So uh, Denver sticks with Pat Sertain, and it's a great pick for them. Yeah, and I like I said, I had Jason Horn there. Okay, number ten, Philly, Devontae Smith for sure. I mean, I have, have Jalen Waddle. Okay, I mean, like I said, I think if you looked at the draft. I'm sorry, I kind of uh, interrupted you, but if you look at the draft class, and I think even still now, it was Jamar 1, Jalen Waddle 2, Devontae Smith 3. I haven't seen enough that changes that, Um, especially with Jalen Waddle breaking the amount of records that he has. And there was a lot less question marks. I I still think there was a lot less question marks about Jalen Waddle than there is about Devontae Smith. So I think that reclassifying this, look, whatever they go with, I don't think you can have a wrong answer right now, but I would go Jalen Waddle. I think I think Devontae's awesome. I think he he's proven me wrong and he's been the guy and he's bailed out Jalen Hurts a lot. So I'm I'm comfortable with sticking with him there. But I understand what you're saying. Um number eleven, I guess this gets a little weird because the Bears probably wouldn't be trading up. But are we going with the Bears trading up still? Yeah. Okay, well then Mac Jones I I think was a guy that they liked a lot. I don't even know what I'm saying now. I forgot that the Bears traded up for Fields. So I yeah. guess you'd probably do Fields to the Bears, right? No, I did I did Trey Lance. Okay. I, I like Trey Lance better here. 
Yeah, I think that, and this is not this is not. A oh, we had Mac on, Jones. We had Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac Jones at three. That's why I had. And uh, but this is because that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, if we have Carolina, I think Justin Fields might have been the pick there, or Trey Lance, and then whatever other one it was would be at Chicago right now. But um, I think between Justin Fields and Trey Lance to re, to redraft, I think. Uh, you know the question marks that you have on Justin Fields and the question marks you have on Trey Lance. Like we really haven't seen anything of Trey Lance, yeah. but we saw a couple throws where it's like you know this guy can be great, and um, I think he's a little more. I could be completely wrong about this, but uh, you know Justin Fields, we've seen a lot more reps than we have from Trey Lance, and so it kind of Harper like Harper's this conversation, but I still think Trey Lance is a higher ceiling than Justin Fields. Um, and I could be wrong about that. I don't know. I, there's really not, there's not like, and like, this is the thing where I can't, I'm not telling Chicago fans right now that it's like, yeah. you guys made the wrong decision be because, um, you didn't have any option. It was Justin Fields or no one. Yeah. So I'm just saying if you had a redraft, would you take Justin Fields or Trey Lance? You know, I think it could be a split 50, 50. I'm just going to say Trey Lance because of his, you know, gradings coming out of college. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go no pick because I, I had fields. All right. I'm, I'll go Trey Lance right there. Yeah. Trey Lance. I think they would trade up for Trey Lance. I do think Fields is going to be better, but mm. I'm good with Trey Lance there. Okay. Um, number 12, the Dallas Cowboys. Mika Parsons is off both of our boards. This is where I have uh, Kyle Pitts falling to them. Okay. This is a guy that they loved, really loved, um, but I don't think they thought, obviously he got taken. I don't think they expected Mika to fall to them. Um, they were talking about trading up for this guy, but he falls into their, into their lap at 12. Um, mine's a little different than yours, but I mean, if they had Pitts, Dal- Schultz and Jarwin are okay, but oh my god, yeah. it would be an absolute nightmare. So, um, so when I got to twelve, I was like, "Well, crap, I have." Because, like I said, guys, we did not just add other players; we're just sticking yep. the top fifteen guys. Yep. I had a wide receiver, which they don't need. Yeah. A quarterback, which they don't need, and two offensive linemen. Yeah. So I went with the offensive linemen. I went with Sean Slater. Um, yeah, their lines get old. Yeah, their lines getting old. Bringing some young guys, you don't expect. Um, too much right away, and it never hurts to have offensive line depth if he depth if he starts over somebody. But um, especially with how this team likes to run the ball to set up a lot of stuff, it never hurts to have an offensive line, especially with Dak, who's had his problems um, with injuries this year. So, and I think Rashawn Slater has played pretty well this year. Um, I can't confirm or deny that with any stats because I have none in front of me and I have none in my head. And That's I know Vera Tucker has been he's been hurt this year, right? Maybe, maybe not. He's been out there, but he's a guard. Too. Yeah, he's a guard. So. Um, okay. Uh, I was thinking about what's his face, Mackay Beckton. He's been hurt. Yeah. Uh, number 13, I'm at the Chargers still. So I have JC Horn still on the board with Rashawn Slater. I'm going to stick with Rashawn Slater. He's been awesome. He's been one of the best tackles. Yeah. So, no, like you just said. So I think they prioritize, prioritize still going with him, especially knowing, oh, they might have Asante Samuel later. So, yeah. But uh, regardless of that, I, you have to go tackle before corner. So, mm-hmm. uh, Rashawn Slater. I went with Elijah Vera Tucker because, like I said, I had a wide receiver which the they didn't fell. need, and yeah. I had a quarterback which they don't need. So. Yep, I like it. And they are—they went offensive line with this pick. They just went with Sean Slater, and he was taking the pick before. Right. I think Vera Tucker showed that he could play tackle as well. So yeah. Um, now under the Jets at fourteen, uh, I have them taking Jalen Waddle here. They're probably thrilled about it. They had Elijah Moore in the second. I think they prioritize that here over Elijah Vera Tucker and get their best weapon for Zach Wilson and their first top fifteen picks. Um, you know, I have them going Jalen Waddle here because he just he, he wouldn't go past fourteen. Yeah, I have Devonte Smith. You know, Same we kind thing. of flipped yeah. who went, and yeah. the Jets they got Elijah Moore in the first round, right? So I mean, they went right. They went quarterback, offensive lineman, wide receiver. Now I'm just saying that they're going wide receiver, and um, Devonte Smith would be a great addition for 
uh, Zach Wilson. So. Nice. And then to finish it off, New England, they do not, which they shouldn't have, have the option to take Fields or Jones Lance. or Lance. So and I have, have them getting uh, Fields. Okay, because you didn't take them. So mm-hmm. that's wonderful for them. Uh, I have them getting, I don't have any quarterbacks available. Um, so I'm going to go J.C. Horn there. And that would have been a great fit. Yeah. That was, um, that was my one that was my one guy left with Gilmore um leaving I, yeah. you know I think that and then JC Jackson be, would have been a nightmare yeah and I went Justin Fields and I think like I said I think that with how um New England runs I think Trey Lance would have been a great addition there um but Justin Fields might have you know the higher IQ and I think that uh he can make um I think that you can expect him to make more safer plays than Trey Lance so that'll be yeah, but also that's the thing. I don't. I have absolutely no idea what Trey Lance looks like because I saw him. In, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of question marks. It's a hodgepodge. I just figured it'd be something fun to do at yeah. the end. See where we'd like, guys. Mika Parsons with the biggest jump up. Uh, Trey Lance with the biggest fall back. Probably well, technically Mac Jones with the biggest jump up. You're right, Mac Jones then Mika. Uh, but yeah, that's based off fit. But yeah, just something to think about. Uh, I'm sure Bears fans are going to be on edge from your comments, even though you weren't trying to be. Yeah, I'm just saying if you had the choice, yeah. like think about this: if you had the choice between Justin La- Justin Fields and Trey Lance. Um, back in April of 2021, which one would you have wanted? That's just what I'm saying. So you didn't have a choice. You only had one, and you got him. So, but like Mac Jones wouldn't, like you said, Mac Jones wouldn't be better in Chicago than he would be in New England. There's no question that Mac Jones would be struggling right now in Chicago. Yep. So for sure. No, I, yeah, I don't think anyone would doubt that. Um, and yeah, I just want to say the rivalry's back on. I'm not going to sleep this week. I have New England in my head. Yep. I've never been more ready for a game. I don't think the city has ever been more ready. We're talking about it more Thursday. Indianapolis, if you don't live here, I would I would try to come to Indy this Saturday because it's going to be out of control. And sadly, I'm not going to be here. You are not. Mac Jones, are ready for you. Burke, take us out. Well, and oh. Louis Hamilton got robbed and Rutgers be the number one team in the nation. Now, Burke, take us out. Nice. If the money ain't evolved, I don't really wanna know I'm just trying to get the revenue and never let it slow I go crazy, I'm lazy, amazing enough Everybody says I'm genius, but that's just a bluff I'm an underrated, overeducated individual Always turn a profit and I'm dishing out residuals To the homies that are day one, past the A1 This is high stakes and I think I like it well done Never let the mainstream affect my mentality Never caught conforming just to benefit salary Busy trying to blossom, but the weather gonna challenge me Time for Burke season, other artists getting allergies Cleveland, Royal I strive for greatness Dodging all the criticism Starring in the Matrix Only one request When the people want to play this Scream, jump, clap Let the music get contagious If I make the crowd jump Would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump Could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye Would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine Would it sound soothing? If I made the crowd jump Would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump Could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye Would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine Would it sound soothing? Oh, this is scary But it's just a representation of all of your peers They tell you go one way if you wanna clear The jump that is life, but I urge you to veer I know this is scary, but it's just a fear A representation of all of your peers They tell you go one way if you wanna clear The jump that is life, but I urge you to veer So, after you've heard everything 
Are you ready? I've been trying to find my sound, but it's difficult to do. How do I combine the instrumental with my mood? Maybe it's a problem when I got an attitude, but at least I ain't as bad as all the bitches on the view. Hating how the lights get the money and the fans. All the marketing today just a scam, sending spam. If there's one thing to realize, please understand that a Twitter or an Instagram never make a man. I'ma do my own thing. You can hate from afar. Oh, you wanna join the gang? Better bring a gold star. Wouldn't know what I was thinking, even if it's in a bar. In a different kind of world, like we watch an avatar. Love and hard work, positivity will prosper. If it were up to me, you wouldn't even make the roster. Oh, you sound sick. You don't even need a doctor. My life's like a movie, and I deserve an Oscar. If I made the crowd jump, would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump, could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye, would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine, would it sound soothing? If I made the crowd jump, would you listen to me? If I sound like Lil Pump, could I make it groovy? If I'm crazy like Ye, would they be consuming? If I sang like Jermaine, would it sound soothing? I know this is scary, but it's just a fear. A representation of all of your peers. They tell you go one way if you want to clear. The jump that is life, but I urge you to veer. I know this is scary, but it's just a fear. A representation of all of your peers. They tell you go one way if you want to clear. The jump that is life, but I urge you to veer.